Gotham Comedy Live. All happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Che! Welcome! Welcome, everybody, to Gotham Comedy Live. This is exciting. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for streaming. That was unnecessary. I'm excited to be here. I'm usually, I do live TV. I'm on Saturday Night Live. I do Weekend Update, if you guys don't know that. I'm also a writer on the show, and a lot of people don't know that I write on the show because none of my sketches make it to air. And I write some funny, for Black History Month, I wrote a sketch about the richest black man in New York, Dwayne Reed. Nobody thought that shit was funny but me. There's no white Dwayne's. I wrote a sketch about the first guy that ever said the phrase, screwed the pooch. Now, <laughs> this is only funny to me because I didn't know this was an actual saying. The first time, first time I heard it was at work, these interns was bringing us coffee and they brought me the wrong coffee. And I was like, hey man, I didn't order this coffee. And he goes, I'm sorry about that, Che. I really screwed the pooch on that one. And, and I said, what was that? And he goes, screwed the pooch means I made a mistake. And I was like, no man, means you fucked the dog and you should probably stop saying that shit in a workplace environment. It turns out this is a very popular phrase that people say all the time, which leads me to believe that somebody fucked the dog one time and just kept comparing it to every mistake anybody else has made until it finally stuck as something normal to say in conversation. Oh, you messed up the coffee, now who fucks dogs? Still you, dude. You're still the only guy that's done that shit. I'm just saying, you messed up the coffee, I fucked your dog, people make mistakes, man. If you ask me, we both shit the bed on that one. Also, I shit in your bed, that's another normal thing people do. I like to start a good show with a dog fucking bed shitting joke, just to see what I'm allowed to say on TV. You never know what you're gonna say. There's an election coming up, a lot of people are excited about that. Most people think I'm gonna talk about politics, I don't even watch the fucking news, so. I don't even know, what, I don't even know who's running. I know, uh, Trump is running, that should be exciting for people, right? Any, any Trump votes in the house? <laughs> I'll be honest with you, I, I, I kind of like him. <laughs> he's, he's cool, I'd like to have a, I'll, I'll say this, I'd like to have a drink with him, how about that? I don't, know if he, I don't know if he'll make a good president, but I would like to hang out with him. Like, I think Obama might have been the best president I ever lived to see, but I, I wouldn't want to hang out with him. <laughs> I feel like if I got drunk and told Obama a dirty joke, he'd be like, now, now, Michael, that's not how we talk about women. <laughs> Sorry, Mr. President. <laughs> Even Bush would be like, God, that nigga's funny, say it again, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> and Clinton will be like, I got a better one. <laughs> Probably got great ones. <laughs> Who knows? Trump might fix the economy. <laughs> he's a billionaire. He's a billionaire. Maybe he's got some tricks. I mean, I, I know the economy. They keep saying the economy's getting better, but I don't believe it because they're starting to legalize marijuana everywhere. <laughs> And this only when you down to your last dollar do you start thinking shit like, yo, we should start selling weed. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna come up with China's money. Obama must have been watching Breaking Bad or some shit. <laughs> I don't know, I think Hillary will win though. Cause you know, Hillary's a white lady and white ladies get whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> White women take whatever they, they took Brooklyn. You know how dangerous Brooklyn used to be? 
When I was a kid, I used to listen to rappers talk about Brooklyn. They'd be like, don't ever go to Brooklyn. I'll fucking kill you if you ever walk through Brooklyn. And I'd be like, this is a dope song, but I'm never going to Brooklyn. And all of a sudden, some rich white girls from Seattle was like, Brooklyn's mine's now. And now they own Brooklyn. They just took, I think white girls killed Biggie. I think that was phase one. I think they shot Biggie and took Brooklyn away. It's the perfect crime. I wouldn't put it past them. They're that gangster, man. White girls are fucking gangsters. They rescue pit bulls for fun. You know how dangerous a pit bull is? If I seen a straight pit bull walk down the street, I wouldn't walk down that street no more. I don't care if I lived there. A white girl, take that pit bull home, put a sweater on it. This dog used to win tournaments. Now his name's Nicole, and he's eating vegan treats out of some white lady's hand. You know how dangerous you gotta be to convince a pit bull that he doesn't like meat anymore? You gotta be white girl dangerous. I'm fucked. If I was president, I'd have an all-white girl army. That'd be my first line of defense. You, I'm dead. ISIS, send white women. I'll build the Trader Joe's right in the middle of Syria. I'll put up some Prosecco fountains. Then <laughs> me two summers, ISIS would be the first terror organization forced out due to rent increase. <laughs> It'd be great. I'll save the country. Bunch of white girls walking around Syria like ISIS is mine now. I live in downtown Syria. <laughs> it used to be sketchy, but now it's pretty chill. <laughs> I'm not wearing a burqa like some basic bitch. Maybe an aggressive ISIS. <laughs> is that prejudice? I can't, I don't know. I, I don't. I know you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover, but fuck, that's why they put covers on books in the first place. <laughs> it's gonna be that kind of show. I'm just telling you the truth right now. I say, I, sometimes I say horrible shit. I don't even care. I don't apologize. I, you know, whatever. So I made a joke. Somebody called me homophobic for a joke, which really bothered me because I'm not homophobic. But I don't judge people that are homophobic because I don't know your life. I can't tell you what to be afraid of. Maybe you got some real spooky gay guys in your neighborhood. Right? <laughs> I don't know about. <laughs> Maybe you had a gay ghost hiding in your closet when you was a kid. I don't know what you went through. I'm for equal rights, which is a weird thing to have to say. That's a stance you can have. You can be for equal rights. You believe that shit? I mean, there's people out there saying, I think everybody should have the same rights as everyone else. And there's other people like, nah, son, I disagree. <laughs> How fucked up is that? Black people didn't even want equal. Black people wanted civil rights. Not even equal, civil. Just be civil. Turn the fucking hose off. <laughs> it's not, that's not true. I got in trouble, they said, uh, they asked me, because I answered the question, they asked me, what would you do if you had a gay son? And I answered it honestly. I was like, you know what, if I had a gay son, I'll be honest, if I had a gay son, I'd probably be sad. But I'd also be sad if I had a straight daughter. I just don't want anybody to fuck my kid. I don't want... <laughs> I just don't want my kid penetrated, boy or girl. I don't. <laughs> Apparently, you can't say that shit on the Today Show. <laughs> They're not here, guys. These are all. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you expect this? Yes. You did. Yeah, I did. You kind of did. Well, that doesn't sound good for me. Wait, are you from here? Uh, no, I live here. You live here? Where you live? Harlem. Harlem? 
fuck you. <laughs> Welcome to that. How many community centers have you closed since? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Don't feel bad for him. He's doing fine. Jesus Christ. Well, God bless you. <laughs> Look, everybody's mad at me now because you fucking took Harlem. I love what you've done with the place. <laughs> that fucking, uh, yeah. Well, we got a lot of show, and um, I'm gonna get out of here and get it started. You guys ready to have a great time? So, we'll be right back. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Ben Morrison is taking the stage when we return. And stick around later tonight for Michael J. when he takes the stage. I'll miss him. I'll miss Mr. Bin Laden. I really will. I'll miss those videos he would send us. Great videos in front of the rocks, remember? And he'd be holding that microphone with his pinky extended like, like he was singing a Whitney Houston ballad. It's like, Allah, 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 Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs happening right now. Ladies and gentlemen, y'all are going to be all horse and sore tomorrow, but thank you so much for clapping and yelling because this next comedian deserves it. Please give a warm welcome to the winner of the Cabo Comedy Fest, Mr. Ben Morrison! <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, I've been having kind of a bad day. I, uh, I dropped my phone in uh, the toilet because uh, I like to use my iPhone when I'm taking a crap the same way all of you do. <laughs> Don't lie to me. You all like to log out when you're logging in. Am I right? It's the best place. It's the best place. And I dropped it. So I panicked and I looked on Google for what you're supposed to do if you drop your phone in water. And Google told me that if you drop your phone in water, you're supposed to put it in a bag of rice. Exactly. Well, it turns out the reason you're supposed to do that is because that way it attracts Asians who can fix your phone. <laughs> you think I'm lying? Five minutes later, you gotta swap out the SIM card. That's what the problem is. The SIM card is wet. You gotta swap out the SIM card in faux show. It's gonna work 100% of the time. It needs a new SIM card. Gotta swap it out. And then he grabbed the rice and flew away. Thank you, iPhone fairy. Technology's tricky because it takes words and phrases that we were used to and redefines them. It gets a little too much sometimes. Remember the good old days before technology? Remember that man when PayPal was just the dude you're fucking? Remember that? When 4G was a hip hop quartet? And if someone started following you, they were trying to kill you. 
Remember the good old days? We're so used to using technology in every facet of life. GPS, we can't go anywhere without consulting a satellite in outer space. Gotta see if the store, if traffic conditions are gonna change, gotta know. If it's gonna redline, I can see the store from my front door, but I gotta know. Gotta use that GPS. And it's not like there's even one GPS. There's many different GPSs, and they do different things. There's Google, of course, very reliable. There's Apple, Apple has Apple Maps. Uh, when you want a really beautiful 3D rendering of the lake it is telling you to drive into. <laughs> because it does not work. Uh, and then there's the one that's my favorite. It's the GPS for people who are always late, who will get you there by any means necessary, called Waze. Exactly. You know Waze. Yeah. Oh. Waze don't give a fuck. Waze will take you through a playground if it thinks it's going to save you three minutes. <laughs> I was driving along, Waze was like, in 1,000 feet, take a right through an orphanage. What? No one wants him anyway, and you can't be late, you little bitch. Take control of your life, Ben, you little bitch. What? Cops reported ahead, be cool, be cool. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. Oh, fucking Waze! Fucking Waze. <laughs> no. I know. Gotta be good at technology if you want to date. Gotta have that data plan if you're gonna be single in New York. It's a lot of swiping these days. If you're gonna date. But I wouldn't even know what dating app to use. Because there's a million different dating apps now too. And the dating apps have now split on ethnic lines. Black people, y'all got your own dating app, blackpeoplemeet.com, which seems like it's a command. Go all meet. Meet black people, meet. Why y'all mingling? That's for Christians. <laughs> Go all meet. I actually thought it was spelled M-E-A-T and it was a place to get like chitlins and ham hocks, but that's just my Southern upbringing. <laughs> me. I tried the one that was made for my people. I tried uh, the Jewish dating site. I tried uh, J-Date. Yeah. Well, I joined it, you know, because I'm a J. <laughs> Why not? Let's use a superpower. Why not? Um, and <laughs> when you join J-Date, and I'm, I, I cannot be clear, I am not making this up. When you join J-Date, you don't use your name as the dating site profile name. In fact, JDate assigns you a random seven-digit number, and surely there's a better way to identify Jews than this. I mean, that's just, that's the worst way. That's the worst way. You're ooing me? I didn't make this up. That's what's actually going down. All right? Would you lighten the fuck up, please? Okay, where are the Jews in the house tonight? Where are the Jews in the house? Couple, couple in the back, everyone nervous as shit. I can see your faces. I can see your faces. You got nervous when I asked where the Jews were. Why? I asked that appropriately. Not like I got up here and said, so there are the Jews in the house tonight. Put your hands in the air, the Jews. Make some noise, the Jews in the house tonight. I didn't say that, so lighten up. <laughs> lighten up. 
Uh, relationships are a little tricky, man. Relationships are a little tricky, especially for me. I date, I've dated very crazy women. I got a great girlfriend now, but I've dated some crazy women. My ex, bipolar, which is not the threesome I was asking for. Not at all. Not the right one. But a lot of comedians will come up here and say women are crazy, and you are, but I don't think they give you enough credit. I don't think men appreciate all the machinery in a woman's body, all the different pieces you have, right? I'd be crazy too if after sex, a dude fell out of my dick. That is incredible. You have people growing in your fucking belly. Not only that, you got yeast, milk, eggs, you got a fucking bakery down there. You got babies and birthday cake just falling out of your vagina. And when that doesn't happen, you bleed from your crotch for a week every month. Yeah, you fucking earned some crazy. You earned it. You earned it. You earned it. You earned it. <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you think men could deal with that? No. That would go like this. Ben, you can make life. That's awesome. But you got to bleed from your dick. Guess we're all going to die. No. I didn't want to think about what that tampon looks like. No. But women appreciate this. We need to be as stupid as you are crazy. That's also in God's plan. Because think about it. Think about it. What did God give us to make others? All right, women, you have one egg once a month. One egg once a month. Where the fuck are they? If no one's here in five, I am bleeding all over this bitch. And every day, every man in here kills 180 million little idiots right around here. 180 million. That's the actual number per batch per day. That's how much faith God had in men. Yep. Yep. To keep to keep humanity going. Women needed one chance once a month. Men needed 180 million chances a day in the hopes that one of those little idiots just asks for directions. I'm Ben Morrison. Thank you, God. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Ed Hill is taking the stage when we return. All right, this has been a fantastic show. You guys ready for a little more? Well, please welcome this next guy making his television debut, Mr. Ed Hill. Oh my God, it's good to be here, guys. It's good to be here. I had a weird few days, I'm not gonna lie. Um, I was on my way here, I was checking in the airport, walk up to the counter, the guy looks at my pastor, looks at me, goes, wow, you're big for an Asian. <laughs> I was like, wow, you're root for a person. <laughs> and he saw my face, he's like, oh man, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying you're a colorful group of people, you're hardworking, and you're small. You know what I'm talking about? I'm like, I'm pretty sure you're talking about Oompa Loompas, but thank you. Just give me my ticket. I gotta go. 
There's weird people everywhere. I'm sure you guys met them, right? Yeah. But for some reason, they love to talk to me. I'm like the weirdo whisper. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like I was at the mall, just at the food court, waiting in line for my food. Guy walks right in front of me, looks at me, goes, hey, Angela? <laughs> uh, what? He's like, are you Angela? I'm like, are you okay? Because I'm a guy. And he's like, oh, uh, you just look like somebody I know. Then he just walked away. He just walked away. I'm like, you can't end a conversation like that. Because there's a woman out there named Angela who looks just like me. And she's okay with it. Like zero percent, this should be Angela. <laughs> I feel like Angela can do better, you know what I mean? I feel bad, I don't know. It's everywhere I go. Wanted to see a movie lady, the new Mission Impossible movie. Walked in, gave the guy my ticket. Guy goes, sir, can I see your ID, please? I'm like, huh? The movie's rated PG-13. So there's a chance that he thought I was 12. I was like, dude, seriously? He's like, sir, we ID everybody from one to 100. One to 100? If a one-year-old walks through the door, buys a ticket, and comes up to you, I don't think you should ask for his ID. I think you should call the FBI. There's some weird stuff is happening in your town. I don't understand how I get myself in these situations. I don't understand. Like, I was just hanging out at a party, standing in the back, you know, talking to a guy I just met. Middle conversation, he's like, Ed, I just bought this new truck. You want to see it? I was like, yeah, I'll see a new truck. That's cool. So he takes out his phone, turns it on, and it was a picture of a giant dick. And he just looks at me, he goes, oh, oops, I guess that's not it. And I just kept scrolling. I'm like, what do you mean that's not it? He's just gonna move on like that didn't just happen? That's not a flower. That's a picture of somebody else's dick, because I'm pretty sure you're not black. You know what I mean? And I, I guess I react a little much, I did, because uh, there's a girl standing next to us, she's turning around, she's like, hey, what are you guys doing? And the dude's just like, oh, uh, we're just looking at a dick. I'm like, there's no we. I'm not part of this team. <laughs> I signed up for a monster truck. And you gave me a monster cock. You know what I mean? This is not, it's a scam. See, even the person closest to me, my neighbor, the guy living right next to me. I was taking out the garbage on Sunday, bumped the guy. He's like, hey, I'm just wondering, uh, does soy sauce taste like Alfredo sauce? What kind of question is that? The hell is Alfredo sauce? Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> So I just ignored him because in my heart, I knew this conversation is going to go nowhere. And he kept going with it. He's like, you know what? I just love Alfredo sauce. It's so white and warm and creamy. I just love it in my mouth. Whole time he was talking and thinking in my head, holy crap. This Alfredo, what guy? I got to move. Even my parents are weird. My parents are immigrants, so they came from a different country. Now, if you come from a different country in North America, you can pick a new name. So my parents could have named themselves anything. So my mom named herself Candy, like the dessert. And my dad named himself Smiley, like a freaking idiot. Candy and Smiley. It's like midget point gone wrong. You know what's the worst part is when I was a kid, I had to go to the library, I had to use my dad's card because I'm a minor. So every time I go to the counter, a lady would scan the card, she's like, uh, are you Smiley? I'm like, no, I'm Angela. Just give me the books, okay? Just, I gotta go. 
Runs in the whole family. My younger brother, he's 26 to this day, so paranoid. I'm dying from lying. He can't pee in the public bathroom because he thinks something's gonna run in and flick his dick. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Isn't that outrageous? It's ridiculous. Because just because I did it, doesn't one else is gonna do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I did it for 10 years, I'm not a good person. It's just, uh, I'm a weird guy myself though, I am. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else because uh, I'm, I'm scared of things I wasn't scared before. I'm scared of ghosts now, ghosts, yeah. I'm not scared of ghosts because they're creepy. That'd be a legitimate reason. I'm scared of ghosts because if ghosts exist, there's a chance that one day my parents might be ghosts. And there's no way I can deal with that. You know what I mean? I don't need a ghost that's going to scare me and make me play the piano afterwards. You know what I mean? That's terrifying. And they're going to be Asian ghosts. So they're never going to leave. Never. Like, you can't even do an exorcism because they'll just pretend they don't speak English. Like, I, I can't deal with that. My body is weird too. I'm allergic to everything, everything. I'm allergic to alcohol, marijuana, and nicotine. All three, yeah. You know what's the diagnosis? Mormon. Uh, no, that's, that's stupid. This is the truth. Every time I go with my friends, I gotta drive. I'm the designated driver. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, that sucks. You never get to have any fun. No, I think it's amazing. Because it's the first time in history where humanity came together and believed an Asian driver's gonna keep him safe. You know what I mean? I'm doing God's work. I had a weird experience that kind of changed my life, though. Um, I had a chance to do comedy in my homeland, my motherland, uh, Panda Express. I uh, know, it's, it's, it's stupid. That's dumb. This, I went to Taiwan, that's where I'm from. And everywhere I went, people recognized me. And it wasn't because of comedy, it's because of a viral educational video in Taiwan that teaches people about sexual assault. And I looked just like a guy in it. Yeah, so my face is a national Taiwanese symbol for man creep. Yeah. And you know what? My brother heard this because he goes, oh, this is hilarious. We gotta find out who this guy is. So he Googled him. Apparently this guy was born a woman. And when he got older, he got a sex change and got into acting. And the minute I heard this in my mind, I was like, oh my God, I found Angela. And that's my time. You guys are great. Thank you guys so much. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City. Kelly McFarlane is taking the stage when we return. Fat people were better people. We're nicer people. We are. You don't see fat guys with guns. Give me your money. And 20 minutes later, the cops show up. Where is he? He's right there. He, uh, he took three naps and threw up in his mouth. And then bought a hot dog with my money at my hot dog cart. I would have gave him the hot dog. No need for the gun and the soft kiss in the ear. Big boys don't cry. Shh. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs right now. Has this been like a dope show or is it just me? I'm serious. Has this not been like one of the dopest shows you guys gotten to see? Be honest. I mean, everybody's crushing it. I'm laughing in the back. This is a really funny show, but we got another comedian that's supposed to be uh, one of the better ones, so you guys got that energy for her? I'm serious. We're going to the heavy hitters from Comedy Central. Please welcome Miss Kelly McFarlane! Thank you. Oh my. Wow. 
Thank you. Wow. Shit. Fuck. Thank you so much. My hair is doing it. Uh, before I get started, I have some news. Can you see it in the back? Look at that shit. Let me show it all the way around. All the way, yeah. My grandma died, and it took forever. I was like, can we flip a switch or something? Like, God. <laughs> Oh, you're cute. You're so cute. Don't get sad. She's alive. She is fucking confused. I took it right off her hand. <laughs> she was watching her stories and I just boop, boop, boop. <laughs> and people think it's aggressive. I took the set, but she would want it that way. She is dead. Don't get sad. She is really actually dead. That's a true thing. Dead, so dead, like buried, like gone. <laughs> this is from a man, this is from a dude. I got married a month ago. Yeah. It's true, I know, right? Suck it. Uh, it's not the typical bride response, right? Like, why don't you suck it? Cause I got married. I did it. <laughs> I'm an older bride, a little older. Uh, I'm older, I'm older, guys. And uh, people say weird shit when you're older and you finally are engaged and then getting married. So people would say, I'd go, oh yeah, I got engaged. And people would go, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Or this, I got this a couple times. Someone finally caught you. I was like, bitch, do I look like I've been running? I've been, I've been baking. I've been home baking, like delicious pies and cakes and putting them in an open windowsill and like with a fan blowing that smell into the street, hoping some hot giant man would walk by and be like, I love pie, it's delicious. And then I'd club him and take a big butterfly net and throw it over him, bring him inside. And when he woke up, I would go, I'm pregnant. Boom, we're getting married. He's wonderful. He's such a lovely person. He is bringing so much to my life, like health insurance. And it's so nice. Pap smears everywhere. And uh, you get a pap smear and you get a pap smear. It's so great. Um, he also has a 10-year-old son, which is like an unexpected gift of steaming bag of dog shit. And um, no, I knew about it. I bring gifts too. I bring some gifts too, like a, like a slight trucker mouth and a secret online gambling problem. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> I'm saving it for the first anniversary. I think it's paper, right? Make it rain. <laughs> the 10-year-old is tough. He is tough. Uh, I'm home during the day because this is my job. So he literally, we would look at each other all summer and just be like. I don't know what you're into. I don't know. <laughs> Who do you think's gonna die first? <laughs> it's 
So I started reading books, and the books say that a new mom should find a routine. That's what you're supposed to do with a kid. You find a routine. And so we did. I would wake him up in the morning with soothing tones. That's the thing it says in the book. Wake your child with soothing tones. So I'd lean by his bed, and I would go, good morning. <laughs> did you sleep good last night? Mm. And then he would wake up and then we'd go get breakfast and I would pour him cereal and then he would pour the milk because we're a team. And then I, for fun, would sprinkle just a little bit, just a little on the top, like um, special sugar is what I called it, just a little bit of Benadryl right on the top. And then in like an hour, he'd go down for a nap. And so would I, because the books say to sleep when he sleeps, so. Good little boy. Wow. I'm glad he's not a baby. I don't like to get up early. I like sleep. I'm a big sleep fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love sleep. I like my weekend sleep. Weekend sleep's huge, right? That weekend sleep. There are crazy people that get up early. They want you up because they're up in their miserable life. Right? I can't tell you how many times my phone rings on a Saturday at like 7.30. What are you doing? It's always super intense too because they've been up since four. What, what are you doing right now? Um, I'm sleeping. Have you been outside? No, I made it inside last night. Who is this? <laughs> a few weeks ago, I was up and out the door before 10 a.m. and I felt super good about myself. I was like totally cheering myself on. I was like, you can do it, you can do it, you can. Yeah, I was pumped. And then I ran into someone who had done more things than I was gonna do all weekend. This has happened to everyone, right? And they can't wait to tell you the fucking list. Like, they just wanna start rattling. So I came around the corner and she was like, hey, what's up, how are you? I have been up since five. I've been going to that new class. It meets on Saturdays. It's like a Zumba Pilates core fusion class with like some boot camp drills for your core. And then what you do is 45 minutes of that and then you jog five miles and then you hang light home with the smaller people on your back. <laughs> then I picked up the kids and I dropped them off at all their stuff. Swim, dance, painting, kabuki, all sorts of stuff. <laughs> and now I'm just shopping for a party I'm having tonight. It's a dips theme. Hot dips, cold dips, vegan dips, gluten-free dips, dips you dip in other fucking dips. <laughs> I've been knitting a sweater while we've been talking. I'm wearing it now. And then she asked me the thing you never want to be at. What are you up to? I was like, uh, well, I wanted to go to Dunkin' Donuts. But I was in the wrong lane, so I turned in here. I don't know if I'm wearing underwear. It's been a very busy morning. You guys are wonderful. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, Mark Poulos is taking the stage when we return. Welcome back to the Access TV presentation of Gotham Comedy Live. More laughs right now. I knew, yeah, man. I knew this. You see this guy? I knew this guy had some money. Uh, you know how I knew you got some money? Because you're not wearing any socks. <laughs> it's true, man. Only poor people's feet sweat. You, <laughs> you need a boat to wear boat shoes. 
Congratulations on you. You make a lot of money, don't you? There's an H on your belt and everything. We a fucking superhero. All right. We're going to keep this show rolling. <laughs> Did you guys have fun? We got a lot of great comedians on, and this last guy is very, very funny. You might recognize him for laughs on Fox. Please welcome Mr. Mark Pulo. New York City. Oh, man. What a city, right? Anything can happen here. And it usually does. First day I was here, I went down to Times Square at night, right? Beautiful. I'm checking out all the lights, and a crackhead with no pants on leaped out of an alley, and he was like, do you like hazelnuts? I'm from Minnesota, I'm very courteous. I'm like, uh, maybe on a special occasion, I don't and he was like, it's special, my name's Hazel. Boom! I was like, you crazy crackhead. He was hiding in that dumpster for four hours waiting to say that. Got him. It's just amazing though, right? From Minnesota, never seen crime with my own eyes. One of the days I got lost, ended up in a bad neighborhood. I actually saw a group of men rob a liquor store and then run outside and get robbed by other robbers. And I was like, holy shit. This is a horrible neighborhood. You can't even get to the getaway car, I mean. But it was funny, because they were all wearing ski masks, and uh, they couldn't figure out who was with who, so. They all got in the same van and left together, so it was, it's like a happy ending. I drive a lot, I'm on the road a lot. I try to keep to myself, I don't get involved in people's problems on the road. I'm not a good Samaritan by any means, you know. I'm too neurotic to help people, you know. I think about too much weird shit, you know. I pulled into a rest area at 4 a.m., there was a guy laying on the ground. My immediate thought was, I hope somebody helps him, because that's not me. <laughs> you know, most people would see that guy and be like, he needs help. I was like, that's a serial killer. And this is his thing, you know, he pretends to be dead. And you go to help him, he just starts stabbing you, and I just... I don't have time for that. I gotta poop and get back on the road. I, I'm just not a hero, you know? I, might be hard to hear, but, uh, you know, I run away from danger. Like, it's like if I'm in a dark city and somebody cries out from the alley, Oh, God, help my wife, hurry! I'm not gonna rush in blindly. I'll be like, I'll call somebody! Because you know, I'm not an idiot. I know what's waiting for me down at the end of that alley, you know? His wife is just a trash bag with a wig on it, you know? And, uh, and now I'm tied up in the back of his van and we're headed to a vacant house so we can do stuff to my butt. And I'm just like, you know what? Never again, right? Never again. Fool me once. I... <laughs> I just know where I'm safe, I know where I'm not. That's why I don't go to bars late at night, because I know exactly what's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna try to fight me just because I'm a giant man. And I'm still trying to figure out when I became an asshole trophy, you know? I just walk in and their eyes all light up like, there he is. Don't spook him. And it's hilarious, because I'm a complete oxymoron. I'm six foot seven and 350 pounds, but I'm very weak. Terrified of stupid things. I'm scared of clowns and spiders. Yeah, and God forbid a clown spider shows up. I would die. Oh my God, could you imagine? He just zips into your kitchen in a tiny car and just starts juggling with his weird eight arms. I'd be dead. I'd be dead. I mean, I feel sorry for my daughters, Willow and Frankie, if they're like, Daddy, there's a monster in my closet. Well, let's get the fuck out of here. What are we doing? I'm not... You want me to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with a full-grown closet monster? 
Not happening. Kick the window ladder out. We are out of this bitch. What about mommy? She'll be fine. Okay. She gets the spiders for daddy. No. And it's just funny they want to fight me because I don't know how to fight. I'm 39. I've never been in a fight. Never been trained to fight. I've never thrown a punch at anybody. Just trying to get across. If you see me in the street later and I'm in trouble, I need help. Okay. Don't be dicks and drive away and be like, we'll call somebody. Like, no. Help. Nobody helps, right? Just film it and put it on World Star Hip Hop, right? Like, this guy's dying. Put your phones down, people. Look around. Tons of funny shit happening daily, man. I watched a, I was laughing hysterically the other day. I saw an old lady trying to get money out of a red box. She, uh, she thought it was an ATM. I, never laughed so hard in my life. I walked past, she was like, I just want money. Why does it keep giving me movies? I was like, it's priceless. And why is that funny? Why is it funny to watch old people figure out technology, but it's hilarious every time. Pull into a gas station, there's an old man screaming at the gas pump like of some kind of futuristic robot going, help me! I need gas! I'm like, what's happening? And then I hear the guy inside, he's like, I said, come in here. In here, and I'll explain how to do it. This guy's like, come in where? <laughs> he picked up the nozzle, he was like, hello. I need gas. Now it was time to help when he was trying to slide a check in the credit card swiper. I was like, sir, I don't know if I go on the rest of my day knowing that you are still here screaming at this gas pump, please. But God bless them, right? They're, they're trying, you know. My mom's almost 70. She just joined Facebook, which is awesome, right? No sense of sarcasm. She doesn't realize people put funny pictures on Facebook. She thinks they're all real, you know? Came home, the cat was passed out in a weird way, so I put a beer can in his paws, right? And snapped a picture as you do, you know? Put it up there. Hers was the first comment. Mark, beer is very bad for cats. That was her comment. And then she liked her own comment. And I was like, listen, old lady. I will block you. I don't care, Okay. But the best was when she first got on there, she couldn't figure out how to comment on people's status updates. So her status updates were just the comments for everyone else's status updates. People thought it was hilarious. I thought my mom was having a stroke every day because none of it made any sense. Day one, her status update was, look at that face. Period. Day two, it was two puppies? Question mark? Day three was the best. It said, I don't know about you, Sally, but I like it in my mouth. That was day three, yeah. I called her up, I'm like, are you all right? And she's like, I am amazing. <laughs> Mark, I just got 80 new friend requests on Facebook. I'm like, yeah. Stop talking about your mouth, old lady. God bless my mom, I love her so much. So much material, you know. I. Uh, I bought one of those selfie sticks, right, to take pictures with people after the show, and I ended up leaving it at her house. I call her up, I'm like, Mom, have you seen my selfie stick around there? And she's like, is that a sex thing? I'm like, no, it's, it's for your phone. And she's like, it's nothing to be ashamed of. I've had selfie sticks myself. And I'm like, no. Mom. She's like, I've had some doozies. Uh, remember when you were nine and you were like, are there bumblebees in your bedroom? I'm like, no. Yeah. Because of the vibrator, right? It's buzzing. <laughs> okay, all right. Thank you, guys. I'm Mark Pulos. Thank you so much. God bless you.
God bless you, New York City. Stay tuned for more laughs on Access TV. Live from the Gotham Comedy Club in New York City, Michael Che is taking the stage when we return. But that's just my life. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, it is crazy. Hey, give it up. Wait a minute. No, no, wait. I gotta finish this bit. I, uh, now you guys have been an amazing, this is a very diverse group of white people, and <laughs> you never know what you can say. You always gotta, like, you know, gauge the audiences. Because some things get lost in translation. You know, like one time I was doing a joke about the N-word, and the crowd got real quiet, like it just did. And... <laughs> I felt bad about it, so I started doing crowd work to loosen them up and talk about different things, and it worked. They started having a good time. They forgot what I was talking about. I forgot what I was talking about. Because when I wanted to finish the joke, I go, what was I just talking about? And this white lady in the back yells out, niggers! <laughs> you laugh at that shit, but that other audience did not. They were horrified. They all gasped. They were like, oh, hit her, hit her. So I'm not going to hit her. She's 100% correct. That's exactly what I was talking about. It's not like I said, yeah, so me and my friends are playing basketball. What was I just talking about? Niggers. It wasn't that at all. And it was, it's also the way she said it, too, because she wasn't like niggers. She was like, niggers. Oh, God. Like, she scared herself. <laughs> she wasn't being racist. Just wanted to hit a punchline. That's fair. I, if it was a white guy, maybe I would have been upset, though. Only because it puts a lot of pressure on me as a black dude. Like, I don't know if you notice now, but if a white guy says the N-word and I hear it, it means I got to fight him. <laughs> Even if I'm not that upset, I gotta fucking fight him. It's in a black dude contract. And, and I gotta win the fight. Because if I lose, that means he gets to say it again. And I gotta tell people that shit. I can't be like, yeah, man, this white dude called me a nigga yesterday. Worst son, what'd you do? Well, then I got my ass kicked in 15 minutes. And then he yelled it again and rode off on a city bike. It was embarrassing. <laughs> Did you guys have a great time tonight? Did you have a good time tonight? Well, I want to do something. I want to bring up the comics that you saw crushing tonight. Please, welcome to the stage, all the amazing talent. Ben Morrison, Ed Hill, Kelly McFarland, and Mark Poulos. And also give it up for Drew Brady for keeping you warm all night. This has been Gotham Comedy Live. Thank you so much. Good night. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud.